Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. Welcome to episode 52, with today's topic being consideration of others. So, consideration of others. Inspiration for this topic tonight, guys, is kind of comes from my work. Because, <laughs> and uh, other truckers out there, if you guys have, like, occasionally, if your boss ends up putting other people in your truck as well, like, you're in the, I'm in the same truck pretty much every day, like, five days a week. But uh, before I come in, because I start, I usually leave the hub by like five in the after, five in the, five at night. At first, I was gonna say five in the afternoon, and I was like, technically, it's not afternoon, you know. So five five in the evening, I guess you know. Even though it is technically afternoon, so technically I guess afternoon would still be a good. You know, I could talk circles like this for quite a bit. <laughs> but but um, so I don't usually leave. I try to leave by five, but every so often there's a few days where I end up having to leave later. I leave by six because there's a you know somebody else in my truck, and they don't get back till five thirty or six. And I you know. I'm one of those, like, I firmly believe in the squeaky wheel um, mentality where, like, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And if you're, if there's something that's rubs you the wrong way, something that aggravates you, whatever, or something that's important that you think, you know, like, if you're, if you're annoyed with somebody, like, say, especially, like, in, in your, at home, you know, with your, uh, your spouse or, you know, could be siblings, could be your parents. If there's, you know, if, there, if there's something important that you need to get off your chest, that, that could cause a little bit of a rift between you guys or whatever if you don't say it and you need to tell them be honest you know like speak up like, hey can we, can we talk you know I have this you know this such and such that's been going on it's been really like pissing me off or this is really rubbing me the wrong way or is it possible can we change such and such because this just isn't working especially very very it's especially very very important in like family life at home with your family and stuff, especially with your spouses and whatnot. You know, if, if you don't talk and you don't tell each other what's going on and you don't speak up when there's a problem, then the other person, unless they're a mind reader, which, you know, let's face it, none of us are, you know, then they're not gonna, they're not gonna know that there's an issue. So, um, but for me, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, have, I have that issue at home, too. I do have to tell myself sometimes to actually, like, pull my wife aside and try to be, like, talk about something, you know, or sit down. Just like the finances, you know, like, she had an issue with that because she, she wants to be included. So it's not the breadwinner, and I, I handle the majority of the stuff, and, you know, we have had fights kind of about that because, you know, she works also, and so it's like, there's that fight, like, me not wanting to feel like I'm carrying the weight of everything, but I'm willing to, obviously, you know, been married 17 years, obviously I'm willing to do it. I, there's, it's just one of those, like, financially, I've always wished that we're, like, that's why I was looking forward to the, her possibly getting that other job, because it would have put us financially, income-wise, on a more of an equal footing. I still would have been, I still would have been making a little bit more. But she would have been up there closer to where I am, and it would have been a lot easier to say, hey, let's split, like, instead of me worrying about everything, let's take, you know, list the bills, let's figure it out. But, so we're talking a little bit more, as far as that goes, you know, still have to sit down and, like, write everything out, but, you know. But, the issue I'm talking about, for me, the inspiration for this topic, keep work. Because, like I said, like, every so often, the boss will... I guess my truck's the main one that's available during the day, so if there's a... Uh, they keep taking... <laughs> that's the other thing, too. I don't understand it. It's like, if you don't have the equipment to handle the extra extra shit, why are you taking on extra loads? I understand, like, you know, I know why you know why they're doing it, why they're, they're adding new drivers, they're adding new routes, and stuff like that, because it's money, you know, bottom line. Like, they more routes means more money for the company or whatever means that they can, they can employ more drivers or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you guys don't have the trucks to do it because more, like, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I get through an entire week 
without at least one of the days I'm running slightly late because my truck's being used by someone else. I had one day where he, uh, it was a couple days ago, he, uh, my truck was being used and he told me, yeah, I have them set you up at 745 instead, and let, just in case um, 744 doesn't make it back in time. I was like, okay. I mean, it doesn't bother me too much when that happens, and it annoys me, but lately, it used to bother me because, like, I'm, I'm one of those, like, I like to be assigned to a truck, and I would love to be able to leave your stuff in your truck, you know, because that's, oh, when I was over the road, that was kind of the, uh, that was what I did, you know, I was in the same truck, nobody else was in it, and so I had my gloves, you know, my, my notebooks, whatever I needed, you know, a hammer, stuff like that, all in the truck, you know. And I could leave, uh, whenever I park the truck to go home or whatever, obviously I lock the truck up because I have my stuff in there, wouldn't want to leave the doors unlocked, whatever. But, um, you know, but it wasn't a bit, it, that, that's how, how I rolled. So when I first started with this company, this contractor with FedEx, um, right off the bat, like I was in the same truck for the first month. So I was like, all right, cool. So I had, I didn't take my stuff off. I literally would leave. I had a work bag, but otherwise I had my gloves, uh, had my, my rain jacket was in the truck, figured if I, you know, the FedEx rain jacket, and uh, the hammer, like this mallet or whatever, like metal mallet. I say metal mallet because it looks kind of like a hammer, but it's a little bit bigger, has the big, the big ends on both sides or whatever. So I was like, not quite a hammer, but I think it's different than a mallet. It's not as big as like you see the rubber mallet. It's not that big. It's a little, it was a little bit smaller. But I had all that in there, and um, I went. I was in it, that first truck for a month, and it was one of the newer trucks. I was like, hey, this is really cool. I was loving my job. Then all of a sudden, actually, your truck's in the shop, so you're gonna be in this such and such truck. All right, cool. I was in that truck for probably about a week and a half, wondering. How long is my truck going to be in the shop for? Like, oh, actually, uh, we gave your truck to a team. And we're going to put, you're going to be in such and such. Oh, okay. I was like, well, but I have, I still have some shit in that truck. Like, you didn't tell me I was going to switch. Otherwise, I would have grabbed it. And so I switched trucks. I had to buy new, new stuff. You know, to kind of, like, make up the, the place, the things that I had in the other truck. Like, my gloves and whatnot. And I kept being told, oh, whenever they're at the hub, just get in there. Like, if you see that, that truck in the hub, just get in there and get your stuff. Like, All right, well, I never saw him for the next couple of weeks. And I was in a, di and I, I was in a different truck, which kept me in that one. So I was like, oh, cool. Am I going to be in this one, like, permanently now? Same deal. Like, all of a sudden, like, I went from that truck to a different truck and had one or two items in that truck. I managed to get him out, thankfully, because he gave me a little bit of a heads up. But... And then eventually I did see the, the truck I was in first and I got, you know, I was able to get in there. Well, I saw him a couple of times, but the first time I saw him, the, the doors were locked and there was no, like, usually they have these little lock boxes in the back of the trucks. And so we're supposed to leave the, uh, if we lock the truck, we're supposed to have the key back there. But that truck was locked up. It wasn't in the little lock box back, so basically the driver must have locked it up and took the key with it. And I messaged the boss, like, well, I saw 113, but it was locked and there's no key around it. So, a little while later, I found it again. Uh, it was back there in the hub. And I checked the door, and this time it wasn't locked. I was able to literally. Ah. I, I think. I'm trying to remember. Like, I grabbed, I had the reflective vests, I had a hammer in there. I had a pair of gloves and I did have a, a towel that was technically in the door for like, I don't know, just a small, those little small towels. I left that, you know, didn't bother with it. But I grabbed the mallet, or, you know, my hammer, my, my gloves, the reflective vest, whatnot. And also my charger, because basically my charger, I had a charger that was in there too. One of those little, you pl the little plugs that you plug into the little outlet in the dash that has the two USB ports on it and then you hook your cord up to that. So that was in there for like a month and a half before I finally managed to find the truck get in there. Got everything out and texted my boss and by the way uh, you might want to let whoever's in 113 know that they're going to have to bring their own charger because I managed to I saw the truck and I grabbed my shit out of it including the charger that was in there that was mine. So he's going to have to get a new one. <laughs> I was 
like, ah, what can I say? I'm a dick. I took my stuff back. And he's it. Yeah. And they, like, they had their cord plugged into my charger and everything. And I took the cord, laid it, laid it on the dash, but grabbed my, uh, my uh, charging adapter, my charger little plug or whatever. Because it still had my cord attached to it, too, because it has two USB ports. And it had their cord attached to one of the USB ports. And I was like, yep, I'm taking this back. Thank you. <laughs> Go buy your own shit. And ever since, any time, even though I've been pretty much in this truck exclusively since then, um, I still, when I park at night, I, I, I plug my, my charger, I take my gloves, take my water bottles, my headset, you know, I, everything I bring, I bring everything with me when I come in to start my day, and when I go home, I, I bring it all back, have it all in my bag, whatever, because it's like, well, and otherwise, like, days like this week where, where I had to uh, use a different truck because my truck didn't get back there in time. And then today, he told me the same thing. He told me, yeah, you're going to have to probably use 745 if he doesn't make it back, blah, blah, blah. Like, All right, cool. I got it. I got in like five-ish, thinking that he should have been there by then. And not only was he not in, but I didn't even see the other truck either. It was gone, too. And I'm driving around going, I don't even see 744 or 745. And he goes, seven, that's like 744 is on night drive. They'll be there, they'll be there in a couple minutes. I'm like, okay. Thankfully, I saved a little bit of time because... Uh, uh, was able to like I, when the guy did what he did did what I do. Uh, what I normally do is like I usually instead of pulling straight into the parking lot area that has the, um, the terminal or the not the terminal but the truck area the truck parking area where we park the bobtails, I swing out and I back into the oh, back into the entrance because the spaces I park are literally right there. It's easier to just back straight in, move my move my, my ram back into that space and so I figure I figure that's uh, you know how I do it and, but he was doing it the same way he backed in and he pulled the, the truck off to the side a little bit to give room on the side for somebody if people need to get out and I got out of my room and I kind of met him halfway before he got to his car and I was like, I was like hey I was like uh, I was like tell you what man I was like you have all your stuff out of the truck because I was like if you want to grab your stuff and just leave the truck where it is and pull your car out I'll just pull my car my, my ram and park it right here like you did I'll just get right in the truck and take off I won't even have that way you don't have to park it get back in your car he's like oh okay yeah that works I'm like that way it saves us a little saves a few minutes you know we don't want one, one less step because you don't have to park it and then I don't have to move it and then move my, my ram in there and then get back in the truck he goes, yeah, yeah, that's cool, cool. We can do that. All right, cool. Seems like an okay guy. Not, not, I have no complaints about him as a person. It's just, from what I heard the other day when, because it's been going on like the last two days, like yesterday and today, when I park the truck, I park it with a full tank. Like, it's full on diesel and probably not def, you know, because it depends, because def is like once a week. So, def really low, then I'll... I'll getting low, then I'll go ahead and when I fuel up the truck, I'll top off the DAF too, but it at least has a full tank of diesel when I park. I come in yesterday, and it's happened in the past where they've had a, he's had a driver in my truck, and I got back, and it was like, damn near empty, and I was like, ah, so I'm just like, um, I understand if we're slip seat, but if, I, if I'm parking it full, and then you're having other people drive my truck, you tell them at least fuel it up before they park it because that's ridiculous. I was like, I shouldn't have to fuel and then fuel or fuel when I come in or fuel when I uh, drop it for the night. But then by the time I come in next again, it's it, like I have to fuel up again because drivers just jump in, do the route, and park it. It's like, all right, guys, really? So what I do? Because they they told us they prefer. I mean, we're allowed to fuel the pilots, flying jays, loves or not loves, but like. Loves is like the only one we're not allowed to fuel at. We can fuel a pilot, flying J, loves. Nah, tend to get pilot, flying J, TA, and Petro. We're allowed to fuel at those places. You know, I wish we could fuel a love, that'd be awesome. But so I've got the loyalty card with, with pilot, you know. And uh I don't even like I would rather honestly I'd rather fuel out here because I'll let my points build up and uh have a huge balance after a little while. So, Ends up being roughly about a couple, at least a couple bucks per fill up, if not like five to ten bucks 
as I work my way up, where I'm up to four points or five points per gallon, then at that point when I when I fuel up, I'm getting like seven bucks, eight bucks on a fill up, which is not, which is pretty cool. When I did that with Loves, I was getting like twenty dollars a fuel <laughs> or per fuel up. So I would fuel like once or twice a week and have like easily get, have like twenty bucks in points. I don't know how I was making, I don't know how they were giving so many points out, but you know, I was utilizing them. Like eight months in that fuel and that loves with my previous contractor, and I would like literally had like twelve hundred dollars in points. Went and ended up buying using that those points for money for like Christmas presents. So I bought like an iPad for my grandson, you know, and other other gifts and stocking stuffers for the fam. And spent like a total of like eight hundred bucks total, but then showed up back at home and basically was like, I have to go wrap some presents. <laughs> I was like, might as well, you know, free stuff, you know, but a couple months ago they told us they want us to they want us to fuel at the hubs because they want us to they want to see how much money they save by getting fuel at the hub at the terminal instead of us fueling out at truck stops all the time. And I'm like, alright. I my thought process is alright, well I fuel at night when I park. I don't fuel before I leave. So if I come in and the fuel is below half, I'm like, well, I have enough to get most of the way to my swap. There's a pilot about 30 miles south of there. And so I go ahead and I figure, well, like, if you don't want me to fuel at the truck stops and have them top off my truck before they park it, then I'll, I'll run my route and I'll come straight back and I won't stop anywhere. You know, I'll just literally come up to Illinois, do my swap, do the bathroom, food, whatever, all the way back to Nashville and then fuel up there. But if I'm left with less fuel or I can't get there and back, then I go ahead and fuel out here and I'm like, if they want to complain, I'll be like, look, I was like, yeah, you, like, you put guys in here, they deplete the fuel tank quite a bit and I'm just supposed to basically, oh, I oh, still want you to fuel, but no, I'm not going to do it. I was like, I am not going to fuel before I leave because one, most of the time I would forget. I think about my, my thought process when I come into the hub is is get in there and you know get up get things um you know like get my trailers and you can't have trailers in the fuel island so usually what i'm thinking maybe i'll go and swing over and fuel up I, I never do like i literally come in i find out what trailers i gotta get and i literally hook up and start going through the process only to think shit i didn't fuel <laughs> it's just too much of a hassle you know that's why i do it at night when i when i park that makes the most sense. Do it at night before you park, come in the next day, run your route. You're, you're already good to go. You just come in, hook up, you dispatch, do your free trips, all that stuff. So I, I figure there's somebody else in my truck, unless they top it off, I guess we'll have getting fuel points at a pilot. <laughs> but it's just like, I, I would love to put a sticky note in here. You know, and have the sticky note basically like, um, you know, be like, all right, you know, please, if you're if you're in my truck, one, like, there's guys that'll use my use our trucks or whatever, and we're trying to hold certain parking spaces in the parking lot area. But uh, it looks like one of our like we lost one or two of the spaces over there to other contractors, probably because you know my boss probably put someone in another truck, didn't tell them park your car on that space, so they left, and somebody one of the other contractors parked there. So now we gotta park somewhere else, which isn't a big deal. But it's like you tell us, my boss. Don't get me wrong, love the dad. He's a cool guy. <laughs> but it's like you tell us, hold those spaces, hold those spaces. We gotta go. Like park your car in those spaces, hold the spaces. And then he fucking puts people in our truck and tell them to park the car there. They just park somewhere else, grab the truck, take off, and suddenly we lose the space. It's like you motherfucker. <laughs> And if I try to say, if I say anything to a majority of the time, I'll just get ignored because, you know, of course, I'll always just throw in a fit. But yeah, I'm throwing a fit. One year, got, you know, other people in my truck. They're like, I get in the seats all the way on the floor. <laughs> I know, I know that, like, I have a, a buddy, a friend uh, up in the uh, Shout out to Dave. Uh, he and I were driving. We drove for Schneider at one point as uh, independent contractors when we're doing the lease purchase deal. Pretty good deal. I only stopped because I got terminated because I kind of didn't do anything illegal, but I did something that basically 
got me terminated because I brought my kid out with me, you know. Didn't think anything of it, thought it was fine, and kind of didn't realize that I needed to have additional stuff, like paperwork and stuff, like an authorization from them. Should have should have thought about it, didn't, had it was a stressful week, didn't even cross my mind or whatever to, to try to inquire or see what I, if I needed to grab anything, but... Somebody found out, I got a phone call basically saying, we're riding you back home, your contract's terminated. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but Dave and I both worked for that, that same uh, carrier. Things are pretty good. I think he does uh, food delivery. He does uh, tanker food delivery type stuff now. And I'm over here delivering packages for FedEx. <laughs> One other thing, too, that I, you know, probably talking about every so often is it sounds like what I heard it sounds like he's writing a book so as soon as that book's available if he has a link for it or whatever I'll, I'll totally try to get it over to you guys so you guys could uh, check it out you know told them I was like hey as my podcast grows I'll try to send send readers your way he's like, alright cool <laughs> but so one of those things guys you know it's like common courtesy it's like you're putting if you're putting um someone in you know someone in like someone else's equipment and the, the fuel is full that's like using someone's car you know hey can I borrow your car sure okay and you're you got a full tank when they use it and then you get it back and it's like a quarter tank you're like um you need to fill it up oh I didn't know you wanted me to do that Whereas my boss, I say, I message him like, I was like, sir, um, I'm not trying to be an asshole or complain, but like when you have somebody in my truck and they don't get back till six, that fucks up my entire day because I'm an hour or two hours late then, and I got and that affects the team. And he's like, well, I, I would have put him in seven four five if uh, you know if they um, like if I knew they weren't gonna get back in time. But why didn't you put them in that truck to begin with? You know. But anyway, guys, uh, we're going to take a brief break because I'm pulling in here to the hub, and I know this, I've only got like 22 minutes so far. Don't want to end you guys on, a, on this short of an episode, so I'll be right back. So bear with me. Sorry about that. Sorry about the, the brief pause there for you. And I apologize in the background. I've, I've did, done my uh, swap. Got my load in the back towards Nashville. And I'm already, let's see what mile marker I'm at now. Yeah, I'm like literally 25 miles down. And this fucking truck won't shut up. It's literally the low air pressure. Even though it's it's got normal air pressure, it's fine. Uh, and it shouldn't be beeping. It's not low. But like I told you guys in one of the previous episodes, kind of something this truck does, you know, just like I, I hook it up and I take off and it's like, it sounds a little pressure warning, even though the pressure's not low and it'll stop. And so that's why I, when I left uh, the uh, swap location up there in Illinois, I thought, you know what, I'm going to wait to do this part two to finish out this uh, episode 52. And, uh, like, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to let this, uh, hopefully the pressure light go off, you know, the sun. Hey, there we go. Well, let's see if it stays off, because it's gone off, like, four times so far. Like, it went, was going off for a while, then it stopped. It's like, all right, cool. Beep, 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 motherfucker. It stopped. All right, cool. Beep, beep, beep. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and just before starting this, uh, this, to come, you know, coming back to you guys and stuff literally it stopped so i was like cool all right threw the headset on got ready to, to go ahead and do it you know and beep 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 motherfucker <laughs> so it stopped we'll see how we'll see if it stays quiet and i've literally just been cruising along i'm like there's no reason why you're why you should be beeping no reason at all <laughs> but it's like it's one of those things like when you tell the it's one of the things I mentioned to the boss. I'm like, I don't know why. It's just like, no, low, low air pressure. It's 
just goes off and starts beeping for like half an hour and they like, well, we can't even find anything wrong with it. Okay, well. Just like the when I tell them about like the when I got this truck initially and I was like, I'm not a fan because the seat doesn't stay up. Like if I hit a bump, literally the seat drops and smacks back up. Like literally snaps back up. Um, same thing, you know, with the boss. Well, you know, uh, the mechanic, they, they looked at it when it was the shop. They didn't see anything wrong with it. Did they drive it though? Like, they drive it out there and they hit, a, hit a really big bump and see that their freaking ass hits the floor and jerks all the way back up. Thankfully, it doesn't go that far, but it does dip down. Whereas, whereas like, when, like, what I like is I like to be able to air the seat up and when I hit, I'm hitting the bumps, the seat's staying pretty firm. It's not gonna like drop, snap back up. One, kind of hurts your ass a little bit. And two, if you don't have the best back in the world like me, you know, because I've had a few uh, back injuries over the last, like, you know, 20 years. Um, thankfully, I've recovered, but when you have the uh, seed that jerks back up like that, you definitely feel it. So sometimes I'll go to, I'll go to hit a big bump and I'll, I'll brace myself. Like, either I'll have my foot down on the gas all the way at the floor, since we're governed at a certain speed, so you know I can just have the foot all the way on the floor, or I could have the cruise going. Sometimes I'll see a big bump coming, and I'll deliberately partially stand up in the seat, like not fully out of the seat, but you know enough to where I hit the bump, I'm not gonna drop down and snap back up. But that's why I look forward to the new trucks. <laughs> For that reason, at least. And then uh, another reason is uh, the reason. Um, the inspiration for tonight's topic, you know, the consideration, because uh, <laughs> when I, you know, when I try to be, I try to communicate with the team, you know, from Minnesota, I try to let them know, hey guys, like, normally, I, normally I'm trying to get out of the game by like 5, that means I'd be getting up here in Illinois between 5 or 9 and 9.30. I did tell them, in my defense, you know, I didn't say this to them when I was there, and I thought about it afterwards. But I did tell him when we first started this run, I said I should be able to get here by 9.30, I said sometimes it might be 10.30 if I run into issues. I said that the latest I've ever, I'm usually ever going to be is 11. I said, but I'll communicate with you guys. I'll let you know what's going on. You know. So I let him know the last couple days when I had somebody else in my truck and I couldn't leave. Couldn't leave the hub until they came in. And uh, I let him know, hey, I'm running late because, you know, I didn't even have a truck to get into because... My truck is being used, and uh, I had to wait for them to get in, and blah, 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 and, you know, it's happened a couple times, like, these two days this week, there's a couple, there's one or two days, previous weeks, one where I, I literally kind of, I didn't go off of my boss, but I, I did kind of get a little a squeaky, as far as the squeaky wheel goes, basically was like, sir, like, I, I try to leave the hub by five, and if you have somebody in my truck and I can't leave till six, that means I'm making, not only, not making me late, or not only making me late, but it's also, I'm affecting the team. And that's that's making them get back to Minnesota later, which puts them at risk of losing losing the load because they might cancel loads. And so then we, the next time we might not run at all, you know. But he's like, well, I would run him at seven four five if I if I knew he's gonna get back there late. Like, Why don't you put him in the like if if there's another truck option, I need to have my truck available for me to leave when I need to leave. And I try to, I, you know how it is, guys. Like, we try to tell our bosses, like, some, some bosses out there you can talk to fairly easily, and they're going to listen to you. you know? My boss is pretty understanding, you know. Like, I can talk to him for the most part, but when it comes to, I find, when I try to check in earlier in the afternoon to find out where the Atlanta um, trailers are, if they're already at Nashville or if they're still coming, and it says truck not available or active, then I'm like, crap. Basically, that means that my truck's not there at Nash. Somebody else is in it, running a different route, like great. So then I'm messaging my boss, saying, "Hey, boss, hey, you know, hey, sir, like, we're, like, what time is seven four four getting back?" Oh, it should be like five five thirty. No later than six, though. I'm like, <sighs> no big deal for him. You know, he doesn't have to deal with the shit. You know, but he does, I'm sure. But he's not out here dealing with people face to face. Like when I, you know, when I was chatting with the teams, I mean, they left quick. You can tell that they're a little. They weren't, they weren't pissed off, but you could tell they're like, well, crap. They're like, we can't get a shower now because of how late you are. Like, like, we're, like, we've had it, like, we're fed up with it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I understand. I was like, there's nothing I can do about it. I was like, I, they're like, yeah, we're not saying it, dude. We're just, you know, we got to let our boss, like, our boss wants us to let him know. I'm like, let him know what? Like, our boss wants us to keep him updated on what time he get because technically we were told that it's supposed to be no later than 10 o'clock. And I'm like, yeah. And most of the days I'm here, 
until later than 10 o'clock. Usually it's like 9.30 to 10. Some days I get there by 9.30. But there's gonna be, there's those days where, and I, and I told them, I was like, and you know how some days it's not necessarily that I was waiting on my truck. Some days it's traffic wasn't moving coming out of Tennessee. And so I was stuck for like an hour and a half just trying to get out of Tennessee. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's true. But like, but we, we're gonna touch base with our boss and let him know. And you know, and he's probably gonna reach out to on your side to FedEx about like, why why is there not a truck available for the Farina run? We need to leave on time. I'm like, go for it, I don't care. I was like, just don't, just please tell your boss not to mention me specifically. So I was like, I don't want my boss to get the, yeah, your driver said that. Uh, I'll be like, if, if I get questioned about it, you know, if my boss comes to me, my manager or whatever comes to me, you tell them, what are you telling them? I'll be like, I'm telling the truth. I'm just telling them, hey, I'm running late. I had to wait for my truck to get in again. They had no driver in it. They didn't get back until 5.30 or so when I couldn't leave till 6. You know, not to mention the courtesy part. If you're using someone's truck and it's full when you get it, then I shouldn't even have to say the next part because you guys probably know what I'm going to say, right? Right? <laughs> you should fill it up and leave it the way you had it. It's like, if you get into a truck and there's not trash or whatever, because I clean it out, whatever, I like, literally I don't leave anything in here. I take my trash, throw it away, take my stuff, throw it in my work bag, and I head home. And then, look, there's been... Uh, some of the times when I get in here after another driver's been in here, there's fucking soda ball on the floor, you know. Um, hell, one guy, there's there's a FedEx badge in here that uh, has been in here for a few days, because I think he was in here, I believe, he was in here on Tuesday night, I think. Might have been in here Saturday. One of those nights, somebody ran in my truck before I, before I was able to come in for the day. Yeah, I'm thinking it was. I think it was Saturday. I remember gas. I remember almost like gas up. We don't gas up in uh, in uh, tractor trailers. For those of you car dri car drivers, we don't gas up in the trucks because we use diesel, so we fuel up. I know, not a huge difference. It's still, you're still going through the same process. It's just a different thing. And by the way, I'm just putting this out there. <laughs> My wife showed me a TikTok a couple of days ago. I hope nobody's doing this for real, but maybe it is. Um, this chick is in the car with her boyfriend. She supposedly gasses up. She gets in the car. She's singing to herself. Little humming, little Christmas music. She's like, oh, I'm so excited or something. I don't remember exactly what she said. But basically, she said, it's so awesome. Like, I, I, I put in the uh, the holiday, the, the special edition holiday gas. And the, the husband, like, looks at her like, boyfriend looks at her like what do you mean yeah the, you know the, the one that's got the all festive colors it's got the green handle or whatever um you put that one in this car and she's like but it won't she was trying to push the start button i guess the car wouldn't start she's like i don't understand like the car won't start it's like well, what, like we put a diesel in a gasoline engine and you wonder why it won't start she's like, well, what should i do like should i go get intended he's like what are they gonna do like they can't do anything <laughs> so like so if you're listening to this episode, guys, guys and girls, you know, the videos I've seen have been the girls doing it, but I'm sure those guys are probably, you know, put diesel in their gasoline cars, too. Do not do it. It'll destroy that car. I, from what I understand, I, I'm, you know, if you put a fuel, like a fluid in somewhere that's not supposed to go, like, um, if you accidentally, let's say, you know, you put, like, coolants you know, you put like even a little bit of it, like a splash of it or something in the oil reservoir could fucking fucking engine up oil, you know. It's just one of those things, guys, like gasoline and, and diesel, you know, the green things. Those of you out there, you know, just, just put this out there for everybody so that way hopefully a public safety notice, especially the public safety notice for the vehicles. <laughs> I don't know what'll happen if it if it if the car does actually start with the diesel in the, in the gas tank or whatever. Ah, I would hope nothing. I mean, it, it'll destroy the car with the engine for sure, but I, I, I don't think it would blow up. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure if you put gasoline in a diesel engine, then you can probably blow That'll probably blow up. It's gasoline is like very, very combustible and flammable. Diesel, it's flammable, but I don't think, I mean, I don't know. Diesel could probably, I guess it would probably 
I don't know if an engine that has diesel, if the wrong thing is in it, could blow up or not, or if a gasoline engine will blow up because it has diesel, I don't know. But just be careful, guys. The green, those green handles are not for gasoline engines. Just like I've seen, <laughs> I've seen TikToks where people that have the new Teslas drive up to a gas station, they pop the little panel where you plug it, where they're supposed to plug it in, and they're trying to figure out where they put the gas nozzle. <laughs> it's like, um, so Teslas aren't electric cars. You got to plug those into electric. They're not, you can't put gas in them. And if you have a gasoline engine, stay away from the green handles or as this lady said, like the, the very limited edition festive festive gas or whatever or holiday gas or whatever yeah don't do it <laughs> so coming back on that you know off from, off from that you know um when you uh you know it's just it's kind of that i had like a certain track i'm like a, my, my treat my mental track Going a certain direction, and then of course, we're off on the yeah, don't put the, the green holiday gas, it's not holiday gas, by the way, but don't put the, the green handled gas, or you know, which is basically the diesel, do not put that in your gasoline. And then I got sidetracked, I'm like, okay, I don't even remember where the track was headed at the time, so I had veered off a different direction, I'm trying to get back on where I was before, but it's all you know, that's why I don't, and I don't even mind that that happens to me because I'm trying to keep it real with you guys, and Plus, I figure any little thing like that, like hopefully you guys got a little bit of a laugh out of the what I just talked about with the holiday gas and the uh, the Tesla thing, you know, just putting stuff out there. Like I said, interesting topics that you know I find either interesting or entertaining, and hopefully it made you guys laugh. Maybe give you guys a little bit of a little pick me up for your day, you know. Hopefully you're, you know, made your day a little better. But anyway, you know, it's just one of those things like. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen if, like, I'm going to hear anything from my boss. Because I've, I've been honest with the team. I'm like, look, I was like, this is why I'm late. And I said, no, I'm running late. One, because I had to wait for my truck to get there. And I told him, I said, I don't fuel up before I leave. Like, I fuel the night before. And if somebody uses my truck and I don't have enough fuel, or doesn't, because the gauge of this truck is off, so I might technically have fuel enough to get from, you know, get to the swap location to get back. But based on the gauge, like when I fueled last night, I got, I made, I, I missed my fuel exit. So I thought oh, I'm gonna go the next half hour to the swap location. I'll just come back this way on my way back and hit it. By the time I hit it, that gauge was literally on E. And our tanks in most of these trucks, as the truckers out there are aware, are at least 100 gallons on each side. So technically on E, you would think that when I fueled up that I would have had probably close to like 200 gallons put in, like maybe 180, 185, you know, maybe like 10 gallons spare. It was less than 150. It was like 146 gallons. That means technically I had like 56 or 54 gallons left, which technically, you know, average mile per hour, mile, average mile per gallon on these trucks, probably about six. Six miles, maybe more. It depends on how heavy you are, of course. Like if, I, if you're light, you could get a little bit more. If you're heavy, it could be around six. You know, depends on the emissions and all that stuff in the truck too. But usually about six is the average. If you're fully loaded, you're heavy. You know, but um, so technically, I could have gone like 300 miles. So that means I could have pretty much made it back to Nashville, and then I would, I would have been almost. That would give me getting down there by the time I got there and I'm like I go by the gauge even if I know the gauge is wrong I'm not going to push it too much like I pushed a little bit last night by the time when I got fuel and it was on E I was I pulled up there and I'm like well I'm pretty sure I'm good I was telling myself the entire drive that 35 mile trip from the truck stop down to pilot I was telling myself you're fine you're good just breathe just relax There's, it's, not, it's not on E like have more fuel than the gauges, you know, so you're fine. Uh, and then, of course, answering myself, I know, I know, <laughs> oh, I know, you know, try to basically just like convince yourself, tell yourself not to freak out, just breathe, take deep breaths, you know, you're fine, you're relaxed, just breathe. So, 
tonight, though, I went ahead and I hit that pilot on the way up there. You know, it's like 35 miles away, and I told them when I left that pilot, I said, yep, I'm about it. They're like, we're parked in the same spot, and parking's pretty good tonight, so you should do a little park beside us. All right, cool. I said, I'm about 30 out. Uh, I said, I had to jump off and got get fuel quick, but I'm on my way. They're like, copy that. And then, you know, talking to him at the truck stop, like, we're fed up. Blah, blah. It's not anything is you. I know that you, I'm like, yeah, because I told, I'll tell you guys, so I'm blue in the face. It's not like I'm doing it on purpose. Like, I'm not deliberately making myself late. Like, I, you know, ideally try to leave between 5 and 5.30. I mean, if I can get out even earlier than that, like 4.45, that'd be even better. Because I get, like, I can get to the truck stop at, like, 9, 9.15. When they started, when we started on this route, this this team, the, uh, the wife, uh, she told me, she's like, we can get up here as early as 8 o'clock. So it's late at, like, usually it's, like, 8 o'clock when we get here. So I'm like, if you're able to get here earlier, then get here earlier for sure. You know, and I was like, well, I don't know if I'll ever get here at 8. Because that would mean I would have to, I would have to leave the hub by, like, 3.30. 345 in order to get there like 8, 30. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I was like, usually I can or at least I can leave between 4 and 5. Especially because of waiting on the Atlantic crew to drop the trailers there. And then I come in and pick them up and take off. But, but I said, but there's other factors, not just waiting on Atlanta, but if somebody's in my truck, you know, then I'm kind of screwed at that, you know. So, but thankfully, I don't have, I never have to worry um, like, no matter what truck I'm in, I always have my stuff. So that part doesn't stress me out like it used to. Because I would try to stay in the same truck for a while, leave my gloves in here or whatever. And then all of a sudden, oh, you're in this truck. Well, crap, I don't have a second pair of gloves. You know, Technically, I can leave my gloves in here. And I have a backup pair in my bag. So if I had to switch, I would have gloves. But I, I don't want to do that. Because <laughs> who knows what condition those gloves will be by the time I get it back. You know? Hell, the other driver probably ended up using them. It's like they were using my uh, my charger in the trucks before I managed to nab it back, you know. But the big thing that I, one of the big things I told the uh, team tonight is fuel. I was like, because I can get in and leave, like if they use my truck and when I get it, it still has enough fuel for me to do what I gotta do. I can just hook up and go and take off and it doesn't delay me too much, you know, aside from starting later, you know. But when it's slow, I'm like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna take the time to, to go over to the fuel island at the at the terminal and fuel up and then go try to hunt down my trailers. I'd rather just hook up and go and hit a pilot out here really quick. Hit the points, you know. It's like, if you want me to fuel at the hub, I'm I'll fuel there at night when I park. But if my if you use my fuel by the time I come in, then guess what? I'm gonna get points because I, you know. I shouldn't have to fuel, because that would mean that if I'm fueling at night, and then I have to fuel at the hub before I leave the next day because somebody used my truck, that means I'm fueling twice, technically, because I would still top it off. I would fuel at the hub, I would leave, do my route, I would top it off when I come back because I'm just trying to be, you know, consistent. But instead, I'd rather get on the road, get most of the way to my stop, fuel up, do my swap, make it back to Nashville, and then I don't plan on, I wouldn't hit fuel, you know, I wouldn't hit the fuel island at the hub until the next day. Because, like, the next day I could technically run my route and get back on the fuel that's in the tank right there. Unless they put someone in my truck again, then I'm down again and going, well, I guess I get the fuel again on my in route. <laughs> so I told them that, hey, you want to talk to your, you want to go talk to your boss? You know, let him, by all means, go for it. I was like, I'm sorry I made you guys late. He was like, because we can't stop the shower now. Sorry about that. I was like, yeah, you can. You gotta take a 30 minute break. Just make a quick shower. You know, it's not that hard. These, this couple have been out here. Uh, I think they've been driving for like two years. They said, you know, they started really late in life because they're an older couple. But, but yeah, they've only been driving total for like two years. I think they've been with FedEx for a year. Sounds like. And uh, so it's like, they're like, well, you got. I mean, you, when you're over, it's like one of those things. If you're I was over the road. You just had to find time to do laundry, to do showers, to eat. Hell, I was doing a, uh, a college degree online with University of Phoenix for like two, for like a year and a half, two years. Because you know, I did an associate's degree, and so when I stopped, I would do the 600 miles for the day, find a truck stop to find parking. I would have uh, this is back in my uh, Team Synergy days where I was doing. 
Facebook Lives and stuff every night. And I was having to go online and do my schoolwork every night. And then some of those nights, of course, obviously you have to walk the laundry or I got to grab a shower. It's been a day or two. Got to, you know, it's, you know, you can't, it's not realistic to go over the road and shower every night and do all that stuff. Maybe some people can, I guess. But for me, it was like two days and then I would make sure to hit it. And, you know, end of the week, I would try to, I was doing my 34 hour break is usually when I did laundry and stuff. But, you know, you just got to figure it out. <laughs> and so they got, they got 600 or whatever miles to go up, up Minnesota. And it's like, I know he's, they're going to have to stop at 30. So they might as well have the driver wake the co-driver up, go in there and figure 30 to 40 minutes. All right, hurry up. Go, go, go do a quick shower. You can do, you can do a decent shower in 30 minutes. Wider a lot of times. Some, some, when I do it at home, it might be a little bit longer because, ah, what can I say, guys? So, I mean, probably are the same way. I, I enjoy the, the, I get the water, like, scalding hot or whatever. I just, for the first part of it, I'm just standing in the hot water for probably at least the first 15, 20 or whatever minutes. And then I start, all right, I better, you know, because you're too relaxed. It's like, all right, I better start lathering up and get my, uh, you know, the shampoo, conditioner, body wash. All right, let's go, you know. Usually it's at night, so by the time I'm like, all right, I gotta get to bed. I better, I better go ahead and finish the shower up. <laughs> so, but anyway, guys, in the, with today's topic, you know, consideration and whatnot, um, you know, it's like if you use someone's car, or if you're, like in my case, if you use someone's work truck, you know, and then you leave it either dirty or, you know, a lot less gas or fuel than gas or diesel than it had before and then the original person that works in that that vehicle or the owner of the car you drove or whatever has to then go gas it up it's kind of that, it's kind of addictive you know the thing is, is I'm, I'm hesitant to, to mention to my boss to ask him if, or I said something yesterday like yeah you know one of my pet peeves is when I have somebody in my truck and I had left it on a full tank, and then I get it, and it's between a quarter and a half. And he's like, well, I told him to get back there as soon as possible. I understand that, but, should, I mean, it's just common courtesy. Like, oh, get back as soon as possible. Okay, but now I'm going to have fuel again. Because you wanted him to get back as soon as possible. So he's just parking the truck as soon as he gets back, instead of, like, swinging over to the fuel island and putting it back where it was so I could actually do my shift without having to do an extra step. But, uh, you know how it is. It is what it is, you know nothing I can do about it, you know. I joked with the team tonight, though. I told them, I was like, yeah, well, maybe maybe if you guys talk to your boss, your boss calls FedEx or whatever and talks to them about what's going on, maybe he won't, maybe I won't be delayed by having, you know, somebody else in my truck anymore. Like, maybe that won't be an issue. Maybe they'll find other, uh, another way for these drivers to do what, do what he wants to do, because it's like, quit adding more routes without adding more trucks. Cause then you have people sharing other trucks and like they can only leave by a certain time and then they don't get back to like six. I had it happen one of these, uh, it's been a while. It was probably like uh, four months back or something, maybe four or five months back. There's an entire week that I wasn't leaving the hub till like seven o'clock at night because basically the driver that was in my truck wasn't getting back until seven six forty five seven, and I still had to like thankfully lately the trailers from Atlanta are set up like I don't have to fully set them up but back then and there's still time for I have to set them up sometimes for some reason they'll be broken down you know, try to get in there early because I figure I think the uh, switchers. If the trailers are sitting there too late, I think the switchers actually break them down and park them in the back or whatever. So then I have to set them up again. But if I get there early, I think Atlanta usually drops, most of the time drops them. Drops them uh, fully set up and leaves them together. And I just come in and hook up and do my dispatch and go. But, um, about five months ago, I, uh, uh, I had a guy that was for a week. And I was sharing the truck with this guy. And I was I would get up to the hub at like five, five thirty, and I'm like, I'm like, hey sir, like where's 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 the truck? I'm like, I'm here ready to go. I'm already technically late because the truck's not here and I'm sitting here waiting. Goes, oh yeah, it's about an hour, an hour or so out. <sighs> Alright, you know. Never any hey I'll, I'm gonna give you an extra little like I'm gonna pay you an hour of hourly pay because of that. It's just sorry about that, man. Yeah, I thought I was gonna get back sooner. 
So then I, they would get back at 6.45, 7 o'clock, and I would get hooked up to be rolling out like 7.30, and I'm getting up here at midnight, popping and telling the team, hey guys, uh, not much I could do. I was like, somebody was in my truck, they didn't get there until 6.45, I had to hook everything up still, so I apologize. You know, talking with my, my friend Dell the other day, um, I was telling him about like, yeah, you know, messaging the, the team and saying I apologize, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you never apologized to me. He's joking, of course. I'm like, yeah, I did. I was like, because you don't remember. I was like, I was, every time I ran late, I was like, I apologize, man. You know, I, I do this on purpose. You know, I'll get up there as soon as I can, obviously. And he would always say, I know you're not doing it on purpose. I'm not mad at you. you know, it is what it is. It's FedEx, you know. I'm like, yeah. I was like, well, we, you know, with my employer right now, I guess they have, I'm guessing that's what the deal is. They have too many routes running. And they hire the drivers for them, but there's, then they're having those drivers share trucks with other drivers, even though other those drivers might leave at a certain time and their route overlaps, whatever. It's like, you know, one of the team drivers tonight, he was like, yeah, because dedicated routes are supposed to take priority. And I'm like, well, I think the routes that these drivers are doing are dedicated as well. They just don't have the extra trucks for them to run, so they just overlap. Like, hey, you're going to be in that one. It should be back so that he can run. But then it isn't. So I'm running late. <laughs> so I'm like, and I even told him, I was like, look, I was like, you know how it is, like, like, such such, such is going on, walking up your day, and you try to talk to the boss, and all you get is a shrug. Sorry, you know, not much I can do about it. Uh, okay, well, that's why it's like, well, I figure, like I said earlier, if I if I get a phone call or whatever from my boss, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I told him. Yeah, I've been honest with him. I was like, if I'm running late because you have somebody else in my truck, I can't leave till six instead of five, which means I get there like 10:30 to 11. Then, you know, and I'll be like, I'm just straight up with him. Look, this is what happened. And I'll, I'll be like, they told me right off the bat that uh, we have to keep our boss updated what time he gets there and stuff. But that's fine. I'm like, I'm not being late because of anything I'm doing. <laughs> so it's like, well. That's why it's like, I would love to be in a dedicated and be dedicated to a specific truck where I can lock it up when I park it and not have to like, well, we leave the key in it, we leave, you know, we leave it unlocked, it's parked in the hub, because then we have to log out of the pier at the end of our day too, because, you know, of course, someone else might drive the truck. Whereas over the road, you know, you're always logged in the computer. Park it for your 34 or to go home for a weekend or whatever. I was, I was still logged in the computer. I was just logged in as like off duty. And then I had the truck locked because I was away from the truck. You know? But here we log out. We, we park it at night before we go home because uh, even though we're, we're doing these long trips with it, somebody might be in our truck the next day before we get in. So fuel might be off, your beers might be fully adjust, like completely switch and you gotta switch it back or whatever seat on the floor steering wheel down really low where you can't really see anything. who knows <laughs> i don't understand it but it's one of those so to try to end this episode on a little more positive notes you know when i'm thinking about all the stuff i also try to think all right you know but hey you know it is what it is i'm grateful to be working grateful to be bringing in uh, the income I'm bringing in, and you know, love those monthly bonuses that we get. And, and, you know, each month, and base, basically, we get like six cents per mile based on whatever the truck ran the previous month. And usually, especially if you're if we're running every day that we're supposed to run, usually it's a being I think about uh, six hundred for a bonus, which is pretty awesome for a once a month bonus. I've only recently started trying to, you know what, I'm going to try to start saving that, you know, since I started doing the savings account, the checking account to, to work towards our goals, pay off debts, you know, things that aren't being used for regular purchases on a daily basis, you know, we're just going to start stashing that away and that's, that's the plan, you know, so I'm grateful for little things like that, I'm grateful for the fact that I don't have to do graveyard shift every night get done like 8 or 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. I'd rather do what I currently do. They keep on here. I told them, I'm willing to work late. I just don't want to work all day. Like, I struggle a little bit more if I'm doing like, hey, guess what? It's 7.30 and I'm still on the way back to the hub because I've been driving all night. Hate that shit. 
I do not like overnight shifts. Well, did them quite a bit when I was a security in a hospital. You know, I had to do the 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. shift and whatever. So like three or four in the morning is when I'm like pounding the, the caffeine and a couple times thinking I really, I really should go over here to this locked office, like let myself in and go behind the desk on the floor and take the power down. <laughs> you know, leave the radio close by so if somebody radios me, I'll wake up. But other, you know. I was kind of, I mean, technically, I, I did that a couple times. Because you're middle of the night, nobody's there. Except for, like, the, the, the ER is open, stuff like that, you know. So, I don't know if any, anyone else out there, if you pulled that crap, too, if you were working at, at, at nighttime somewhere, and you could actually put your head down or go off in a closet somewhere and be like, all right, I'm going to take a 10-minute nap. <laughs> Give myself a few extra, a little boost, you know. So, anyway, guys. I know now with this part two, I know this um, full episode a little bit long, so I apologize about that, but I wanted, by the time I got to the, the swap location tonight, and it only got like 20 minutes, you know, I should have started earlier, but, you know, when I thought about it, and then I waited for probably about 10 or 15 minutes, and I was like, you know, actually, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Thought I was a little further away, but then 20 minutes later, I'm pulling in, and going, oh, shit. It was not even that long, it was like 15, 20 minutes before the you know first part of this or whatever so i wanted to at least come on here and give you guys a little bit more you know to, to work with and stuff so to speak <laughs> so anyway guys on that note usual uh things i normally say to you on all these episodes keep being pot keep you know keep having faith keep believing keep being positive keep pushing forward believe you can believe you will and you're already happy there they just gotta go out there and do it. Um, and you know the you know the try and true saying, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Because they say, you know that there's that saying, guys. If you like look at the word fail, first attempt in learning. And uh, the word no. Like if you try to do something and you're told no, it means next opportunity. You know, out of the next opportunity. You know, we got to just keep pushing forward and believe. That's why I do with my, uh, what I do every week with my routine where I, I do the, uh, I, I pick my own numbers, do my different lottery tickets, Powerball, Mega Millions, Cash for Life, Lotto America. And lately I've added the daily Tennessee jackpot. That's a daily drawing or whatever. I do all those and I, I have this, I do this, you know, random selected numbers that I, you know, I select certain numbers for each one or whatever. So, you know, like a lot of weeks I'll have like 15, like 10, 15, $20 winnings this week. I just can't, I just checked the tickets this morning or this afternoon before I left. And uh, I had a single winner for a dollar. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. But still, I still want something, you know. Last four weeks or whatever and stuff had small winners. So it's like still on that trend. I didn't have a non-winning week. I know it's gonna happen. You know it happens. But you know I literally look at those and when talking to my wife, I refer to them as hope tickets. And the reason for that is, and I've said this before too, is you gotta you gotta have hope. Like I wouldn't suggest that anybody goes like just goes through their daily routine, go to work. Go to work, come home, pay bills. Go to work, come home, pay bills. You know, and constantly just say someday, eventually things get better. As like I said in previous episodes, like things aren't going to get better unless you make them better. Yes, miracles happen, but I firmly believe that the way things, the way good things come to us in life is God or whoever you believe in presents an opportunity to you. You know what they say, when one door closes, another one opens. So if something changed your life or you lost a certain opportunity or whatever, something good in your life, and then all of a sudden there's another possibility, that's another door opening. But it's not just going to like, the door's not going to open and it just happened for us. That door opened, but it's up to us to actually say, you know what, I, I, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think I need to do that. And I'd take that and step through the door and take advantage of that and, you know, make things happen. Like I'm, anything, like a job, uh, maybe you're in a bad, maybe you're in a relationship that isn't exactly the greatest. And uh, 
but you know you but you love that you love that person and uh you, you don't you can never see yourself without them but they're treating you like crap or beating you or whatever the case is and there's there's people in your life that you could be with that you know and you know that they're probably better and maybe they treat you better you know then it's up to you to make that change and I'm not saying general relationships. I'm just using that as an example. But mostly for me, it's been jobs. You know, like, if I'm in a job, my last couple contractors I was with, I didn't mind them. The job was pretty good. But obviously, I was hoping for, you know, more, you know, more of a higher salary and, uh, you know, maybe better benefits. And, of course, opportunities with other contractors with FedEx came along and they were offering more pay. I went from one that was making like a thousand bucks a week. The next one I was making fourteen hundred. You know, before taxes and whatever. And then now I, you know, I'm not gonna tell you what I do weekly. Now I'll tell you the way. My average of what I take home with my five days is roughly around thirteen hundred. After they've taken all the taxes and my insurance and everything else. I get quite a hit. Like, I, like if I wasn't, like, I, <laughs> I would make so much more if I wasn't, if they weren't taking taxes and I, and I didn't have any benefits to sign up for. I'd be like, man, I'm probably at least an extra two thousand dollars a week, or not a week, but a month. But hey, you know, I love the benefits. They're really good. The health insurance, you know. Mostly happy with my pay, even though who isn't wanting, who wouldn't want to get make more if they had the possibility, you know. So. I've told myself for a while while being here in this employer that, you know, I love what I do. I love the route. I, and I'm not complaining about the pay. I was like, the only the only way I would leave is if I if something even better came along. I still had really good health insurance and stuff. But also had, um, was making more money, you know, because you should always move forwards and not backwards. Don't leave one job making a certain amount and take another job pay less because then you would backwards. Can't emphasize that enough. I see it happen too often where they leave a job because they want to maybe they're stressed out at their job. And so they'll go get another job and it's less stress but more stress financially because they take a pay cut. You know, and then all of a sudden things are tighter because they're not making as much money and they're like, yeah, you should have found something that paid more. Like you did something paying less so now you're stretching things a little bit more because you're not making as much. Always try to make, make positive moves. Always try to, to um, you know, better your previous circumstance, your previous situation. So on that note, guys, sorry to ramble so much on you. I know it's, now this is a really long episode. It's like at least an hour long with the first part and stuff. But hope I gave you guys some value. Hopefully you guys, you know, enjoyed being here with me tonight. So like I always say, guys, I appreciate you guys being here rock uh, if you're new to this podcast thank you for tuning in feel free to like and follow and come back if you've been here since the beginning as I always say I really appreciate you guys you guys are awesome thanks for hanging in here with me you're gonna be here a while you know I'm not planning to go anywhere so hopefully you guys stick with me and uh, one other update too because I know that I mentioned that since we're past the 50 episode or 50th episode mark that I'm actively now researching and trying to figure out how do I get advertisements and monetizing the site this uh, podcast to start out with I might end up since I don't know I'm gonna put them on put them on here verbally you know like just here listen to podcasts and they they'll be like random advertisement that comes on or like like get downy for wrestling's best or for your softest clothes ever I don't know how to do that, although eventually I know I'll figure it out. But starting out, I might have to figure out things that I'm going to put on here that I want to promote or advertise. I might put them in the uh, episode summary, the episode description, and then mention it on the actual episode. Like, by the way, if you want to check out such and such, I've got the link in the uh, episode description. Feel free to check it out. You know. I might do it that way, but that'll be the start of it, and I'll figure out how to, you know, how to get them in there otherwise, or how to go about it and stuff. I wish I knew actual, like, companies that I'd be, like, reach out to them, like, hey, 
like, I've got a podcast. Want me to advertise for you? Become my, one of my sponsors. I have no idea what I got. I'm, I'm so, like, I'm green around the gills. I'm, or I'm so, not green around the gills, but, you know, I'm so green. You know what they say, like, you're green. He's new. He doesn't know what he's doing. I don't. I have no idea. So, but I'm working on it. Going to figure it out. Eventually, so those of you who've been with me since the beginning, eventually it'll start. And I don't, like I said before, I don't know if all of a sudden all the episodes will have advertisements, like episode one all of a sudden, or if it's going to start from whatever episode that I get started up initially. You know, I'll laugh if all of a sudden I put them in here and then all the way back to episode one, there's like all of a sudden these random advertisements that that play in the middle of that episode and I'll be like that'll sound weird because of how back then and even now like yeah we're gonna get an advertising set up and you guys didn't hear an advertisement <laughs> I'm like sorry guys I didn't I didn't plan it that way like I said I don't know what to expect so anyway sorry for the ramble hope you guys had a great day I uh, hope you guys are having an excellent holiday month you know coming Christmas and Hanukkah and whatever plans you know we got our tree set up and a little bit decorated. We don't have lights on it though, because you know how it is, like the, the strand, there's something, one of the bulbs or a couple of them are probably burned out so the whole thing doesn't work. So we're trying to get that figured out and it's already gonna be a light Christmas because, you know, a lot of bills to pay and, you know, little stuff like that I think I might've, might've mentioned on the previous episodes and stuff, maybe not. But sent over 450 to my wife on uh, last Thursday when I got paid. Thinking, all right, cool, we got rent covered. And found out actually uh, because of like this fee and that fee and the water bill, we still have to, we still owe 400. I'm like, are you shitting? So can't wait to buy a house, pay two thousand dollars in rent. You know, at a place you've been at that for seven years, eight years, and you you were paying 1500 when we moved in, and now we're at like two grand because it goes up every year. Don't get anything extra, you know. So we're basically paying a house payment for an apartment we've had for like the past seven, eight years. You know? So, oh yeah, but a lot of bills, a lot of bills. So, my wife and I are basically like, well, maybe we'll do do a couple things for each other afterwards. But right now, we're focusing mainly on on the kids and the grandkid. You know, try to get something under the tree. You know, but I was like, I haven't really been able to do much because last week I was going to order. Get a couple, get a couple gifts for them or whatever, and then I had that extra 400 that went out. I was like, well, fuck. I was like, nah, now certain things can't get done, you know. So, gotta do what we gotta do, you know. It, there's not much we can do about it, and if you know you gotta do it, then you gotta do it. You know, all you can do is do like what I, uh, one other thing I preach: keep on moving forward. <laughs> so, on that note, guys, I'll quit rambling. I'll let you guys go. Appreciate you being here. Please do come back and uh, hang out with me again. And, uh, you know, I'll put that email address out there as well. Um, Watch the show podcast at gmail.com. If you guys have any topics you guys want me to cover, any questions you guys want me to answer, um, anything really, like, you know. So, anyway, guys, on that note, I'll let you guys go. I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys being here. I will talk to you guys again on episode 53. Have a good one.